Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where anime is the name of the game this week. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beach. I'm an anime man! I don't are know you? what that means. I don't this, know. That, that doesn't mean anything. This week you are, I guess. We're talking about anime because, well, a couple reasons. But one is that we mention anime, but it's usually few and far between. And we thought it'd be a good week to, like, roll it all together into one, like, hey, here's a bunch of our anime recommendations because we've never given them to our listeners as a cohesive whole before. And then the right. other reason is... That we are sponsored. This entire episode is sponsored by Funimation. Uh, if you haven't used the platform before, I actually highly recommend it. Um, I've been using the free trial myself uh, to watch a bunch of these. Uh, I didn't realize they actually had uh, different tiers of subscription, uh, which is really neat to look at. I've actually been having a good time uh, watching on my phone and my tablet. Uh, the Chromecast is just fantastic. If y'all uh, have never used that, I highly suggest it. Um, the library actually has pretty much everything I've looked for, uh, which is surprising on any streaming service. And when I looked at the actual price of the service, it was only $7.99 a month. So uh, I was uh, very impressed. So thank you, Funimation, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's get into some of our like top anime picks from stuff that you and I have watched that we really liked or would recommend. Why don't you kick us off? Because you have more than I do. So a long time ago, and I think it was actually a long time ago rather than just my memory forgetting, uh, you recommended uh, uh, Restaurant to Another World that yes, you had mentioned this, one on my this list. That this was just a, an anthology series that uh, had all sorts of different stories about a restaurant that on certain days of the week opened up via portal to these doors in another world and fantasy characters basically the people who lived in this fantasy world would come there and eat this guy's food and i was so intrigued that i had to, to get into it i haven't finished the entire season of it because it's it's an anthology series like i said so there's not like multiple seasons to uh, dig through i haven't watched all of it i'm about halfway through but i love this show this is one that i can heartily recommend to everybody else that uh so thank you for that recommendation where did you yeah. find it i don't remember i think um there was a time where I had like a free week. I was just off of work for whatever. And I asked a bunch of people I knew, like every place that I regularly talked to people. And I was like, hey, give me every anime recommendation that I could remotely like. And I watched at least an episode or two of each of those. And that's how I found Restaurant to Another World. I so, gotcha. Yeah. It, I mean, at this point, that is my second favorite anime like ever. Like, I love that. I wish it was more than one season, but even just as one season, it worked so well for me. Like, I, I have no qualms about recommending that highly to basically everybody. I love that. And that's one that I watched subtitled and didn't even think about it. Like I never there's a lot of times I'll watch an anime and be like, oh, I think I would like this better dubbed. Um, I actually like Dragon Ball Z better dubbed than I do subbed uh, because that's what I grew up on. I mean, that's what it was when I was uh, younger. And this one, I, w I can't even imagine what this show would be in English. Like, I think it would come across as hokey in English. Like, did it have that same feel to you? Because the concept is hokey, but at the same time, it's handled very seriously. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. I think it would be weird if they did a dub of it. I mean, I'm sure they could make it work somehow, but you're right. It just works better the way that it is. So what else do you got? So I know that was on both of ours, but what yeah. uh, what do you have next? So Sword, Out, Sword Art Online 
specifically season one. So I watched the first two seasons of it. I don't know if there's any more beyond that. But um, season two kind of lost the plot on what I cared about in it. And Sword Art Online is, it's just this really interesting, like, online world. And I I don't know, I I liked the core premise of it. Um, Whereas season two just turned... completely different direction and did a completely different thing and became a very different show. Um, but you've watched some of Sword Art Online, right? Yeah, I've seen season one of it as well. That was where I stopped. I haven't moved on into any of the others, like Sword Art Online 2 or Gun Gale Online, but I loved Sword Art Online. It was what got me into that whole Isekai genre. It, it made me really like the lit RPG uh, books that... Uh, Ken threw at us and wanted us to uh, read like it really really sparked that kind of uh like i wonder what else is out there so now i actually have dot hack on my list of things to watch because of how much i loved sword art online oh cool yeah that's awesome no i like that one a lot Um, i don't like the game like i know that the games are supposed to be really really good but because it's an mmo it's a single player game that has mmo controls and mechanics and my brain just doesn't because the mechanics in mmos are not why you play it and uh, so it's like i just can't do mmo combat in a single player game but i can always go back and watch the uh the show and I really like the light novel. I've read a lot about half of the first light novel that it's based on. And uh, it's the only light novel I've ever read. But it, it's interesting because it's the, you know, there there are pictures, but it's written and translated as prose, not like a graphic novel or something. So it was that one surprised me uh, on how much I could get into it as a book, too. So I just like Sword Art Online. I can't even say it. My my tongue doesn't like that word. Sword art online. I think I just like it. Yeah, no, it's good. So uh, I, I'm curious, though. You mentioned Dragon Ball Z earlier, and yep. I feel like that is it's this huge like depth of content that I don't even dare go near it because there's so much at this point. So like which Dragon Ball Z did you like? Or wait, is Dragon Ball different than Dragon Ball Z? I think I'm remembering that right. There, <laughs> yes. There's like a million different Dragon Ball things. So which specific part did you enjoy or have you watched? I grew up on Toonami in the 90s on Cartoon Network. So I grew up watching just regular old Dragon Ball Z. And I went back and watched a bunch of that on Funimation here because it was it was there and it was comfortable. It, it, apparently, Dragon Ball Z is comfort TV to me because of how many uh, memories I have of it. Um, like I said, I like the dubs better than the subs because that's what their voices sound like. But... I really, really grew up with Z, but Dragon Ball itself came before it, and then Z was followed by GT, but it wasn't, like, I don't know the exact story, but GT doesn't count in some ways, like, I don't think it's like an official sequel somehow, and then there's Dragon Ball Super, which picks up after Dragon Ball Z, uh, which is really good and still going on in uh, the manga right now, I see uh, Geekdom 101 and a bunch of other people talking about the uh, mangas as they come out, and uh, so I know all the stuff that's gone on later on, and then there's Dragon Ball Z Kai, which I actually want to watch, but 
but uh, haven't done it yet. It's basically Dragon Ball Z, but all of those stereotypical cliched screaming scenes where they just scream back and forth, like, ah, and powering up, they cut those down and consolidated the plot and the story into uh, its essence that you need. Uh, so it's a very streamlined story, and I haven't watched it, but even Dragon Ball Z fans who I've talked to said, yeah, you just need to watch Kai instead of the original one if you're just there for the story. Like, that's uh, a much better experience if you're not there wanting to get the original experience. Cool. No, that's super good to know. I mean, that, that kind of ties into one of mine, which is the next one. I'm trying to vaguely go in order from, like, my, you know, getting towards my yeah. most favorite. But uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I know I talked about just a week or two ago when I finished mm -hmm. it. Um, but that's another one where people specifically told me when you watch it, watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and not just Full Metal Alchemist because they are different. Um, Full Metal Alchemist is one where the the mang manga that it was based on, I think yeah. is what it's based on, wasn't done yet. So they reached a certain point when they were making the anime where they just had to fill and they just made a bunch oh. of filler content. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was made after the manga was completed and so it's actually just like the story basically all the way through like there's almost no filler in it and that was huge for me because i'm just not a huge fan of filler in really anything that i watch um so the fact that like every episode of full metal alchemist brotherhood i felt like i was making progress that was right. a key thing that like brought me all the way through it and led me to finishing you know all five seasons of it and that's insane to me to think that uh, like that you finished all of them. That's not something that you do very often. Like that is that speaks very highly to the quality of that show because you don't push through a series, especially an anime like that, unless it is great. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I mean, the core premise of it is that there's alchemy, which is like a type of magic that the two main characters can do. But because they did some like forbidden alchemy when they were kids, uh, one of them lost his like arm and his leg and then the other one lost his whole body. And so they are brothers and they're trying to get their bodies back. Essentially, that's like their end goal. But then what the show actually ends up being about once you get into it a little bit are like all of these politics of this kingdom that alchemy is like based out of and all of the kingdoms around it and like the fact that they're kind of at war with everyone around them and why and it just expands into this whole like continent encompassing plot that was super super interesting and that's kind of all i can say without starting to get into spoilers about why yeah. it became so interesting but yeah it was good i liked it a lot and actually uh, i was going to watch the an episode of that today uh, I was excited to actually start Brotherhood today, and uh, we decided to record a little bit early, and work was really uh, intense where I just finished up. So it was, uh, I got literally eight seconds into the episode uh, okay, before well, you actually called. Uh, at least so, the openings are really good for those. Like, yeah. the intros of all the seasons are great, and the outros for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Cowboy Bebop are the two most recommended animes to me from anybody who ever is like, oh, you need to watch this. Those two are the uh, are at the very top based on the stuff that I like and I've liked in the past and just my general interests. It's always those two at the very top. So I'm, I'm I've actually got Cowboy Bebop and I've never seen an episode of it either. Uh, and it was one of those that that I basically people when I was in college were were just all about. Never seen any of it, and I've got it in my Funimation queue to uh, to pick up and give a shot, and probably get hooked by. 
Well, okay, I want to hear about The Promised Neverland, because it, you said it was one that you love, but you always forget what it's called. Yes, and I don't know why. Okay, so... What is I it? actually... It's... When I was on... Well, a few episodes back of the podcast here, I was talking about when I first got back into, well, first got into manga. And I found the Shonen Jump app, which actually has a $2 monthly, uh, a $2 monthly subscription. And I started reading, I subscribed because I just happened to start a, a comic that looked pretty. I liked the cover art. Like I, the cover sold me on this, uh, called the promised Neverland. And I didn't know what it was about. I knew nothing about it. And it looked like it was a slice of life kind of, uh, kind of story. So I was like, Oh, these kids are in an orphanage. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with this and uh, I'm going to spoil the first episode and really like the first uh, chapter of this, but that's all I'm going to, I'm going to say. Um, so you go through this and it's a, it's these kids loving each other, like they're brothers and sisters. And there's some really smart kids. And there are some, some kid that every day they have to take a test. And, uh, there are three kids who always make a perfect score. They all have uh, mom at the orphanage orphanage who, who is uh you know their caretaker and they all love her and then they get adopted and the six-year-old uh near the end of the first episode in the first chapter uh named connie gets uh has a family waiting for her so she is uh holding her i think it's called uh cute bunny uh, maybe uh it's something like that her stuffed bunny and uh, she's going to meet her family and i'm like okay so i've kept reading this at this point i'm engaged enough to be all like okay what's going on with these kids getting adopted right and that's not usually my kind of thing and then uh she goes and gets adopted but she forgets her bunny and so uh emma the main character is like oh well uh, i'm just gonna go run she shouldn't be with her family and bring her the bunny well as she gets out to the front gate where she's not supposed to go uh she sees a truck but connie's nowhere to be seen so of course you know in animated show and uh comic book uh manga fashion she looks in the in the truck and underneath the like military style like tarp uh back of it she opens up and connie's dead body is there just uh with a rose or plant growing out of the chest and uh like obviously freaked out here like uh, and you realize then that as she hides that there are these demons there who have then killed this little girl and uh, you realize that no this is not a slice of life story this is a horror story and so it immediately hooked me it absolutely grabbed me i subscribed to uh i subscribed to shonen jump to read the manga and i will be subscribing to funimation to watch all of the show uh because wow. they're not all free but i love this story i don't know what it is but it's so well put together like it's something that uh is not that traditional um shonen kind uh i think that's what it's called the shonen uh manga and anime where it's like superheroes and powers and all this it's just like there are these three kids who are really smart and it turns out there are demons in the world and it, they're killing kids what's going on uh so it's just like i've never read or watched real horror anime other than uh, vampire hunter d so i'm engaged in this like i love the characters the Promised Neverland is fantastic, and apparently, uh, I think it was Ninja Boy who told me that the the week that I mentioned this on the podcast, it ended up getting 
uh, the manga itself finished. So it uh, it is a complete story now uh, that I started right when it was a complete story. So uh, very, very good. And the first two episodes are free on Funimation. And then after that, you'll need to subscribe or get your uh, free trial on. Sweet. No, that's interesting. That took a turn that I was not expecting. But Right? Yeah. I know. That's what happened no. when I was reading. And I'm like, oh, cool, an orphanage. Oh, my God, demons. And it's like, it it's... It did it. It got me. That's how they get you. Demons. That's how they get you. Well, I guess that'll lead into uh, one of mine that's not exactly horror, but has some elements of body horror in it is uh, Attack on Titan because it has gigantic titans that like eat people and they just they move weird and they act weird. And there's certain elements of body horror, but really it's like an action show for the most part. There are definitely elements of horror in it. Um, but it's an action show first. And so it's all about like this world where they have different defensive rings around like a central city and Titans attack and they try to get through the walls and they wander in. And, you know, the goal is to never let them breach all the way to the inner city. Um, but there are these groups of people who fight back that are essentially soldiers. And so it follows um kind of the story of one of those kids as he's being trained as a soldier and then going out and like going on you know raids against titans or sometimes just defending the city against titans and it's really they do some fascinating things because the titans are gigantic right like they're huge huge monsters and so they have um i always forget what it's called but they have like this transportation system where it's basically spider-man except it's like attached to their hip instead of attached to their arms so that their arms are free to like use swords to attack these gigantic titans once they fly up to them um it's fun like when it has its good action scenes it's big battle moments i always have fun with attack on titan it has some episodes that are slower which is why it's not like one of my absolute favorites but i do really like this show and i want to see it through to the end so i know the next season is coming out soon or just came out recently so i need to get back around to that and that is a show that i was teaching when this came out in america and i'm not sure how old it is uh like if it was a simulcast in america and japan but in uh Funimation, I'm looking at it right now, says that it was 2013 uh, is what it's listed as. So I'm going to say it was 2013 when I found out about it. Uh, My students were going nuts about Attack on Titan. And that was during a period where uh, we weren't doing the podcast. So uh, we we, yet and I wasn't uh, into anime or that uh, anime or a lot of Japanese culture nearly as, as much as I am right now because of RPGs and all sorts of stuff. So they were talking about, and I watched the first two episodes of it. It was a two-parter, uh, I believe, and it did not, it did not catch me at all. Like I've gone back and rewatched them and see why they're good because the battle scenes are phenomenal. But this was one where I don't know what it was the first time I saw it. It was like. Man, this is weird. I don't understand why anybody likes this. And then I watched like those same two episodes again because I didn't want to go further on. I was like, yeah, yeah, I see why people like this. And a lot of it is the battle scenes look really cool. The animation on that one's great. Um, as somebody who's watched more of it than me, have you ever played the games? Since you play pretty much everything, is that yeah, uh, part of I've, them that you've played? So I've played the games for, or I've tried the games for this, and I've tried Sword Art Online. I've tried Dragon Ball Z games. I've never really found an anime-based game that I was a huge fan of. Um, uh, most of them I just kind of watch for the story, you know, and it's better just to experience them as an anime. 
I get that. I understand because I don't even know what the games for Attack on Titan are. I just know they exist because that is so far out of my particular fandom. Like, I don't even know people who play that game, but I know people who watch the animes. Yeah, fair enough. Um, What else do you have on your list? So My Hero Academia is another one that kind of did the same thing as The Promised Neverland that I actually watched the first episode of the anime a long time ago and liked it and never did anything with it. Like I never pushed forward. And then I started uh, the manga again and that clicked. Like I think the way that I need to find anime shows is actually through reading the manga first. Like I like anime that I like. It's like I'm not a uh, person who will just be able to turn on any anime and immediately feel some connection to it. I have to have some sort of connection uh, to really like it. So I think that uh, My Hero Academia was one of those where I ended up reading the exact same story that I'd already seen, but in manga, I liked it a lot more and have been able to go back and watch My Hero Academia, the, the show, and really appreciate what it does. And I was talking talking to data error about that and he was like i think the reason that you've latched onto that when you like it more is because it feels a lot more western in comparison to a lot of the other kinds of uh like shonen anime and manga out there so uh and he's right it's a, a lot more in terms of the way the action and narrative are focused uh the, a lot more traditionally western superhero kind of arcs going on there yeah, that was th- interesting. I watched the first couple of that and I never got back around to it, but I should because I enjoyed them. And I'm really curious about all of the spinoffs that are on that one. Like I see the both the uh, the the mangas that are there. I see the animes and I'm just like and all the toys. Like I'll go to Target and see these toys. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with all these things. So it's uh, interesting because I like it. and I want to know, but it's, it's kind of intimidating, like to continue on with it. But kind of like sword art, like you said, uh, that there's so many spin or well, not sword art, uh, like you said, with Dragon Ball, I, I'm kind of intimidated because there is so much content right there just to dive in on. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And then you have Fantasy Star Online 2 in here, which <laughs> I know that game. I didn't realize it was an anime. Right. I didn't either. I've not seen any of it, but this is one where uh, when 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 we were sponsored by Funimation here and I signed up and started looking through uh, to see what was on the platform, I saw that Fantasy Star Online 2 episode Oracle was on there and I've put it in my queue. I like the game. I haven't actually finished a lot of the story in Fantasy Star Online 2, um, but I like the world. I like that the aesthetic that it's got. I like everything about it pretty much. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this show. So I I was I didn't know it existed. So I found something specifically that was on this platform that I didn't know existed that I'm going to watch on this platform because I like the game. Uh, again, something I like that leads into an anime that I'm going to watch. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what is Dr. Stone? I have no idea. So, okay. I keep getting ads for Dr. Stone in everything. I see it on Hulu. I see it in uh, in different apps that I'm in. I don't know why I get targeted for Dr. Stone ads. I don't really know what it's about. But the reason that I have it on here is because uh, one of my wife's college friends, uh, Vivian, got actually, and it's funny because it was Funimation who did this, uh, but has nothing to do with the with the sponsorship. Um, 
she got accepted into like they did a cosplay, a virtual cosplay convention this summer and we're posting all sorts of really good cosplays and doing interviews uh with the the cosplayers and uh vivian got accepted and had a feature on like all of the funimation social media and doing everything as one of their featured uh cosplayers and so she did a character from dr stone and because she liked it enough to cosplay and get that much uh not i don't want to say that much attention but uh, um recognition for for what she had done i want to uh i want to watch the show and see what it's about it looks cool and apparently uh algorithms think that i'm gonna like it so uh (laughs) i i need to trust the hive mind and just give in (laughs) all right um which kind of brings me to my last one which is your name so your name is my favorite anime that i've ever watched um it's a movie so it's not an ongoing series but it is fantastic and the hardest part talking about it is that there is a twist, something that happens about three quarters of the way through that it just kind of like blew my mind the first time once I figured out what was happening. Um, I, I've talked about it in other episodes when I've because I'm not always averse to spoilers, but because we're giving recommendations of stuff for people to check out, I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, the basic premise of this one is there's a boy from Tokyo and there is a girl from kind of like rural Japan um, and the two of them start switching bodies and that's like the core premise. So they have days where they're in their own body and then days where they're in the other one's body. Um, And it's, it's really fascinating because it gives you a different perspective on life, right? Because one is urban and one is rural and um, through a very Japanese lens too, which I just found fascinating from like a cultural perspective. Um, And you would think that that would be enough of a premise, but there's something else that happens where like later on um, in it, they basically stop switching bodies and so they want to like track each other down and find out what's going on with the other person and that's where it really kind of jumps off the deep end in a good way in a way that i absolutely love so yeah your name it's like it's a fantastic movie just on its own but like as an anime it's like my favorite anime thing that's out there okay now there there is a i want to see this and I've not actually been able to see it because every time I've been like in the mood for it, it's like I didn't want to pay for things and it was only rentable, blah, 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 blah. And then I started looking into stuff recently and I found out like there is a whole like I think there's a whole manga for it. Like there is a very long series. I think there are spinoffs and sequels to it from what I understand. And uh, then I was talking to my friend Haley about it one day, like, oh, I really need to uh, watch this movie. And she said, I need to just go stream it. And she said, absolutely do not stream this movie. And I was like, what? Why not? And she said, I have the Blu-ray of it. It's too pretty for you to stream. You need to watch it on Blu-ray and and could just borrow mine at some point. And I haven't been able to uh, meet up with Haley to actually get that Blu-ray. But it's funny that uh, that I haven't watched it streaming or anything. Uh, and she said not to, which is funny because it's not streaming on Funimation. Uh, see how we go back there? Huh? But it's not. But you actually can buy the Blu-ray on there. So. So go do that. Uh, but for real, I need to borrow Haley's Blu-ray of that one because she said it was so pretty. And because I know vaguely some of the twists, like I don't know all of it. Like I can imagine how pretty it is in parts. I'm just like, I don't, I'm I'm just, 
curious about this because I've kind of built it up in my head because you love it so much and it seems like everybody loves this so much that I haven't uh, even started reading the manga or the, the novel or anything. Yeah, and I went into it knowing almost nothing except that it was supposed to be good and someone recommended it to me, so I was totally blown away. But that was my experience. I don't know if that holds out for everyone. I just, I really liked it. Right. Um. But that's kind of the end of our anime recommendations before we jump off this topic i know you talked about funimation a couple times throughout and then like up front is there anything else about the platform that you found interesting because i know you kind of did a deep dive before we did this episode i like this platform a lot like i like the app and and this is wholly me reviewing this not you know, my y'all know that I will not say anything <laughs> that, that I don't believe that I'm not not that kind of person. But of all of the streaming apps that are out there on the PS4 that I've used, uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, um, Crackle, whatever, all of them are out there. The Funimation app has crashed far less than most of them. It's crashed a heck of a lot less than Disney Plus, and uh, like I've not had any lag or problem with it at all. Like I've searched through it, I've watched stuff, and I've really liked using it. So I, as a you know, as a consumer, I'm like I said earlier, I'm probably going to subscribe to this to finish some of these shows uh after my my two-week free trial uh but it's uh absolutely a good platform that uh, i'd never actually used before this i'd actually use their competitors some i've used uh, other ones that i've mainly watched uh anime on netflix or hulu uh since it's been streaming and i actually haven't used any of the uh actual anime services so this was the first time i'd used it and i was impressed by it like i uh actually like the way that it's set up where there's a lot of times like i'm gonna say disney plus again where the experience leaves something to you know wanting and uh, this one i actually didn't have any problems with so i have to give them kudos to that because i am i'm picky about streaming service apps like you know how you are about like the xbox one uh like the uh, user interface yeah like i get real frustrated at streaming apps that do stupid things <laughs> that sure. uh like that for some reason that's one of my things like jennifer and i are always complaining about why in the world do they not let you hit triangle to search things like that when we try it and so we uh we end up like Talk, well, Jennifer and I end up talking about stuff like that, like things that should work like it's supposed to, but don't is a really big frustration. This one worked like it was supposed to. So for us, for me, that's a really high recommendation to be like, eh, I didn't mess up. It's like, no, this one does what it's supposed to do. That's sweet. That's that's a that's one that you need to use. Uh, but really, I I was impressed by it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you guys can go to bit.ly slash geek to geek to be able to get your two week free trial. Oh, yeah. Free trial. That's awesome. I love that. That's part of the sponsorship. Um don't forget, we're also part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have the Geekery blog, all of that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. We also have a digital magazine called Press Start, and that is funded by Patreon. Uh, what's the latest for that? Uh, we have 
our second issue out right now. Y'all should go to patreon.com slash geek to geek cast to go and subscribe to it. It's about Mario's 35th anniversary. We do different on the video game magazine side where we talk more about the players than the games. And so we're talking about all the cool memories that Mario has uh, given us over the years. So you can uh, definitely go subscribe to that and get a monthly uh, magazine delivered right to you. And for October, we're doing Doing, uh, spoopy games. I love the word spoopy. That that's become a thing. Uh, so it's going to be uh, spoopy games, uh, and even though those that are non-spoopy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. At Patreon.com/slash/GeekToGeekCast. Yeah, and of course, this week we are sponsored by Funimation. Does your love of anime know no bounds? Is your truest form in front of a screen, bewildered and excited as muscle-bound high schoolers shoot lasers and magical girls fly on angel wings? Then you must be brimming with that unbeatable anime protagonist energy, and the only way you can let it out is Funimation. Thanks to their massive library filled with hundreds of subs and dubs, when a series finale leaves you heartbroken, you can start the process all over with a new show. You know, back in the day, anime fans eagerly longed for the latest episodes, while Japan was already full seasons ahead. That sucked. But those days are long gone, because Funimation has episodes available to stream the same day they air in Japan, and dubbed within two weeks. With a Funimation subscription, you also gain access to members-only content and shop exclusives, meaning you can finally reach the peak of your fandom power. You can begin your free trial and start streaming ad-free anime today. Go to Funimation.com slash subscribe now and download our app and start your free trial. That's Funimation.com slash subscribe now. Also, from now to the end of October, Funimation is giving away free three-month Premium Plus subscriptions to one of our listeners every week. That means that one new winner for each week of the month. To enter, all you have to do is respond to one of at geek to geek posts on social media with hashtag Funimation Giveaway. Yep, all you have to do is respond to one of our posts with the hashtag Funimation Giveaway, and you could walk away with a free three-month Premium Plus subscription. So make sure to follow at geek to geek and of course, at Funimation. Thank you for the sponsorship. Uh, that brings us to Weekly Geekery, where we share what we've been geeking out about this week. What have you been up to this week? Um, I think, I don't remember if I told you, but Jennifer and I bought a recumbent bike. Yes, uh, I heard we, a little bit. And so Jennifer is way too short for it. That this one, like, we read about it on Amazon. It is Geeky brand. Let me put that out here first. Um, where it's not a like not one of the major ones, but it was about $250. It had really good reviews. People in the review said, yeah, it's fine for people who are short. So we bought it and uh, put it together. It's a good bike. And then I use it. No problem at all. It's quiet. Uh, really nice to sit, uh, sit and watch TV, do whatever you do on a, on a recumbent exercise bike. Just Jennifer gets on and she is way too short for it. Like she's almost five one. And this thing said that you could use it from four nine uh, up. And that is absolutely not true. So we contacted support. They told her to put pillows behind her back. Uh, and that's how you do it. And they gave us a $10 refund for our trouble, which is one of those that feels kind of insulting. 
But at the same yeah. time, I was like, I'll take your 10 bucks. But then I contacted Amazon. I'm like, yeah, she can't use this. And so I contacted Amazon about, about what we could do for a return because this is a friggin' exercise bike and it's heavy and huge and we'd have to disassemble it. And I go to the, they don't answer comments on returns. So I Googled how to get to the live chat. I clicked through the live chat stuff. And basically I was like, it was like, do you want to talk about this item? And it was my bike. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, do you still want to return? Do you still want a refund for this item? And I'm like, yes. And it was like, your refund will be processed in three to five days. Thank you. Is there anything else we can help you with? And I'm just like, I don't know how Amazon knew that. I don't know when they found out that I wanted a return for this as a company, but hopefully I'll get it. And I don't know what's going on. So I just closed the window and uh, went about my day because like that was the weirdest, creepiest robot Amazon customer support experience I've ever had. And I'm like, I'm waiting to see if we get the refund on that. And then I'll contact them again to see what's up. But it was weird, man. It was super. It was one of those really weird, like, how does this robot know what's going on? Like, it really was reading my mind because I never applied for a refund. (laughs) Wow. Cool. Yeah, there's an Animal Crossing update for Halloween that uh, we've been going through playing. Uh, You get all sorts of spooky kinds of pumpkin and uh, Halloweenian autumn DIYs and things to make. Um, You can get one candy at the shop every day, so it keeps you logging in. And we don't know what candy's for, but uh, there's a new item in the shop every day that you can buy that's Halloween-y. So we're making sure we log in and buy those. And amazingly, you can buy pumpkin starters water them and plant them to get different colors of pumpkins like you can have a pumpkin patch and so jennifer and i are growing a pumpkin patch and anybody who is a listener of this show for a long time knows that jennifer and i got married on halloween so october is kind of our thing for halloween stuff so uh so that one's exciting to do together yeah no that's really cool and there's a cool show that we that we found out about this year that's hosted by Allison Hannigan. It's called Outrageous Pumpkins. And I've mentioned these shows before, but I like this one because it is, while these are really, really impressive professional pumpkin carvers, they're doing things with these pumpkins that normal people can do. It's not like something like Halloween Wars or Cake Wars where you see it and like these, these professionals who are doing this like, oh yeah, there's no way I can do anything like that in my kitchen. It's like in Outrageous Pumpkins, and the reason that we're enjoying it so much is because Jennifer looks at this and like, I can do that. That's something that I can do with my pumpkins and is learning techniques from it rather than just being impressed by all of it. Like, obviously not. We can't do all of it or anything, but it was it was really cool to watch and see that she's think it was really cool to see her learn things uh, or see things that she can learn and then apply this year into some of her own creations. We also learned that we were thinking about how in the world did they, they, you know, record these things. It's a pandemic. And uh, it turns out this one was recorded. We looked it up in November of last year. So it's been sitting all year. And the baking championship had to have its uh, Halloween baking championship was uh, was filmed in July in an outdoor set. And they changed the structure of the show to keep people spread out and uh, people not on set together as much. Like it was, but they still made it. It was interesting to look look up and see how TV production is being changed by this. Yeah, it's super fascinating. I still know a ton of people who work in that industry, and it's it's interesting the things they are doing so they can get back to doing production work. Um, for me this week, I have a couple quick hit ones. I have uh, Majesty, which is from the American Royals series of books. It's the second one. 
I really liked the first one. I really liked the second one too. I hope there's another. Um, if they wanted to, now would be a good ending spot just based on how this book wrapped up. But it feels like there could be another one or two if they wanted to, and I hope that they do. Um, so American Royals was a fantastic book. I listened to most of it on Audible, um, but it was a good book too because I read parts of it. Um, and again, I would go back to the first one in the series. It's actually called American Royals if you're interested in that. Like, I don't know anything about those. I've never heard of those. It is not the type of book that I normally read. It is, uh, it's like young adult romance in historical Hmm. fiction because it's like America has a king and queen and a monarchy, essentially. So it follows um, the teenage children of the king and queen in the American monarchy in current day, but in alternate history, obviously. And that's kind of the premise of the book and it just works because it's all about like relationships and these kids that are either depending on which kid you're talking about they're either like um just finishing high school or about to be in college or just got out of college not too long ago so it's it's fascinating it's not like i know young adult can really range in ages um this is definitely on the higher end of it but it's better for it um i also went back and i revisited hades this week because Mm. hades came out in 1.0 and i feel like everybody in the video game world is talking about it so i had to go back and see what was different because i played a bunch of it in early access and there's more stuff there but the core game is the same one that i played two years ago and that i played six months ago when i revisited it um there's just more gods there's more boons there's more weapons more dialogue there's there's more everything you know the systems are more built out yeah um so it's good it's still good it was good when i played it last time but it seems like now that it's officially released it's not an early access a lot of people are discovering it so that was cool to see um so yeah i still give a thumbs up to hades even though i played it two years ago at this point which is crazy um, yeah, it's crazy that it was that long like i remember you doing it and it feels like it was like six months ago to me yeah it's it's been two years of early access it just that's nuts wow this year has felt weird to everybody though it's been a strange year yeah time just <laughs> doesn't exist right now yeah um i also i'm still listening to friends at the table and i know i talked about partisan which is really the season that got me hooked on these creators. And then I said I was going to go back and listen from the beginning. So that's what I've been doing. So I listened to the first couple seasons and the first season is really rough. Um, It didn't really do it for me. The second season I liked, but it was still rough around the edges. Um, But I was, I had been with these creators enough that like it was still worth it to me and it was really good to listen to. But um, I'm in the prequel kind of, it's kind of their third season. It's kind of a prequel to their third season, depending on what way you want to look at it. And I just finished up that story arc. So it's friends at the table. And this story arc is called Marielda. And you can see in their feed, if you scroll back through them, they have them very clearly labeled. And I would say that this is another really good point to jump on. So I still recommend partisan. I think that that's the best thing that they've put out that I've listened to, but I want to give a shout out to Marielda. If um, you know, if you want sci-fi, if you want mechs and robots and future looking partisan is the way to go. If you're more of like a classic fantasy type of person, um, they play blades in the dark, which is actually a really interesting tabletop RPG system. So Marielda is a good starting place for that. And it leads right into their second season of dungeon world. I think they're playing mm. and they do a whole recap right at the end of Marielda that sets it up. So you never have to go back and listen to the first season because I think they realized how rough that first season was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that actual play podcasts should probably do. Like, I know that uh, the Adventure Zone even went and redid their first, like, re-edited and remastered, basically, their first episodes, where it was, like, because it was very rough. 
Yeah, and Marialda is basically, it's in the same universe and in the same world as their dungeon world campaign but it is like a very far past prequel so it doesn't have to tie in directly and so it's its self-contained story arc it's not a ton of episodes whereas some of their other ones are like a good 40 episodes long Mm. this is like 10 you know um and it's meant to be more of like an onboarding point so you don't have to commit to a gigantic arc and it gets you into the world but it also acts as a prequel for season one and then because of that they're able to use what they set up in marielda to recap season one and set up season two in just like an episode or two in mm. between so it was it was extremely well done so i wanted to call that out that's awesome i'm i like yeah. hearing that there are short arcs and stuff like this that they still do that because one of the really intimidating things on getting in on any kind of podcast is that when they are have been around for so long and they have such long story arcs or just backlogs that it can be really intimidating so like a 10 episode story is not that bad on a podcast yeah exactly so it was really good um and then the other thing for this week was mario 35 which i played a bunch of have you tried it at all i played two games of it it's not i don't like battle royale style games and i'm like i would just rather play mario but i see why people like this one and it's better than i expected it to be when they announced it where i'm like man i don't understand why anybody would play battle royale mario but uh it it can do some wacky things it kind of feels like a a mario maker kind of wackiness yeah i mean it's cool it's basically taking the idea of tetris 99 where you're in a giant battle royale scaling it down to 35 players instead of 99 um and then setting it in the world of mario so the way it works is that if you defeat enemies while you're going through a level those enemies will get sent to the other people as like ghost enemies so what happens is as the game progresses more and more people are sending more and more enemies and it just gets out of control so you can't use your muscle memory of what you know from the original super mario brothers to beat a level because other random enemies will just show up and as it goes on and like you and your competitors get more and more out of sync like maybe you'll be in a water level and they'll be in a normal level and you'll defeat one of the flying or like one of the swimming squids and then on their screen it'll show up as a flying squid like it's it's putting enemies and situations into levels where you would never normally encounter them in mario um i love when everybody suddenly gets to like a bowser level at the same time and a bunch of bowsers get defeated and then you see on all of the other screens bowser showing up in places where he wouldn't normally it's one of my favorite things so i i see why nintendo released it for free because it's really fun in short bursts. I like this game a lot. When I play it like 10, maybe 15 minutes at a time, it's kind of a perfect palate cleanser of a game, but it just does not have staying power for me. Like I, I already see everything it has to offer and I'm like, okay, yeah, I could play this for another couple of weeks in like 10, 15 minute chunks, but there's no way I'm going to stay with this game. And I, yeah. I think Nintendo developed it and put it out there and it's like, here's it this is what it's going to be it's only going to be this and it's going to be available for six months and then we're shutting it down so it really is like a limited run game so if you're interested now is the time to go play it while it's still available but it it's fascinating it's super weird to me that it's limited though yeah i mean you know they're offering it for free they're offering well not free but as part of their online service so you know, because they're not charging extra for it, it's just kind of like, here's a games as a service thing that we're putting out there for six months, and then it's going to disappear. So limited Understandable. time. Yeah. Um, that's probably it for this week. You guys can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek geekcast 
We also have some great discussions on Slack and Discord. You can go to geek2geekmedia.com for invite links. And while you're there, make sure to check out all the other content on the network, like blogs and video game reviews and our digital magazine, Press Start. I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the Disney Forever podcast, where we watch and react to a different Disney movie every week. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beige, that's Beige with two E's, and I also co-host the Dragon Quest FM podcast, a show about the Square Enix RPG series. We've been Void and Beige with your geek to geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Bye, geeks. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.